Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked On Sharks, your daily source of everything team San Jose. We are ending... No, we're not ending your week off. We've recorded these. That's a motorcycle. We have recorded these in a weird order. This is the continuation of yesterday where we played Trade, Mary Expose. And so what we're going to do is we're going to deep dive a little bit more on some of the guys we wanted to trade. I think that's a pretty logical way to do this. So if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, please go back and do it. We have a lot of fun. We make a lot of jokes. We laughed. We cried. We cried some more. I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius. Back with me, as always, are JD and Eric, the, uh, I don't know, the blueberry and strawberry to my blackberry. I don't know, man. I don't eat all Strawberries? Strawberry? Really? Yeah. I like strawberries. See, strawberries look way better than they taste. Like, strawberries should be elite, and they just aren't. Well, you also don't live in California. I live in British Columbia. Also, strawberries in Ontario are unreal. What are you talking about? No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> the first player I'd like to trade to is Kevin LeBanc because he's a bum. Uh, no, so we have a list of guys from yesterday where we thought the best course of action would be to trade them. And sometimes in the case of Shimek and Gambrell, we are going to expose them to meet the requirements to Seattle. But we think that they should explore trade. So the first two guys we're going to cover off is going to be in the same vein. It's Brent Burns and Evander Keen, who both have modified no trade clause, but they provide a lot of value. And in the case of Burns, the city's open to potentially going somewhere to win a cup. And in the case of Evander Kane, there was after season reports that he has once again rubbed the locker room in a different way. So these guys are two guys that I think we'd be good with just getting their cap hits off the books, right? Yes, yes, yes. Although, yeah, there's a little more nuance to it than that, but for the exercise that we're about to proceed forward with, yes. What's the nuance? I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to really turn this thing around, I think Brent Burns can still be a helpful player for the next season or two. And but I think, I think we're under the assumption that they're not, they're not a 3C and a goalie away. No, I agree with that, but Doug yeah. Wilson keeps saying we're going to try to compete soon. And so I'm trying to operate under the pretense that like Doug Wilson's not full of shit right now. And he thinks they can compete. So I'm like, okay, what's the best way to turn around and compete in the next two years again? Yeah, or at it's least keeping be close Kane to playoffs. Yeah, it's keeping Kane. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, especially Kane, who just came off a career year. and uh, Value's never been higher. Value's never been higher. Except yes. for the off-ice, I almost said off-field stuff, off-ice yeah. stuff. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I think with so with Burns, we talked about a little bit yesterday where I think you could still get a really good value for him. And if it's a second round pick and a highly touted prospect um, for a team that's thinks that they're a ice munching minutes defenseman away from making a, a cup run, um, I think that's where you pull the trigger. With Kane, though, because that's a lot of baggage you're kind of carrying around with him. So is it basically anything you can get 
from him to get him off the books? Or how, how do you think you approach that if you're Doug Wilson? It depends how serious the locker room rifts are. Yeah. If it's one guy being like, he was mean to me, then I think you kind of just carry on. But if it's an actual cultural problem or a bigger problem or a large subsection of players aren't down, then I think that's something you have to explore. Just whatever you can get. And just no, not whatever. It. You're not going to give them away for Danny O'Regan in a fourth. That's yeah. just dumb. First and uh, fourth. <laughs> pardon? There's a first and a fourth. Conditional and, Dan- and, Dan- and Danny O'Regan. Yeah. And Danny O'Regan. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the condition was that they re-signed him. So it ultimately should have been fourth. And <sighs> if they didn't re-sign Evander Kane, then they would have given their first overall pick in 2019 to Ottawa, which was like 28 or whatever the hell it was. And then they would have got Tim Stutzler, whoever last year. So it's all right, back right, to right. the Genesis. It's all the goes back to, yeah. So anyway, yeah. here's the thing. Also, they would have had Joe Pavelski if they didn't resign him because that, that money that was tabbed for everyone says fair Carlson. Um, yeah, that was, that was the uh, Joe money. Was money. Spent. Yeah. So Eric K, Vander Kane has the issue. So I I wanted to use the like um, Eric Kane. The um, Taylor Hall trade is a similar type of thing. Like it's a different off ice stuff, I guess, but similar in the sense. Taylor Hall also won the heart and put up ninety. I know, but but also when you see the trades for him, it's like three in a row now where it's been pretty underwhelming, and so you get a sense that like teams just don't value him as much, and so I could see a similar type of situation i guess if they can get a kevin ball and whatever else that part of that trade was from new jersey i think that's great the only issue is that evander kane has four more years left whereas taylor hall is done with his current contract and evander kane when the sharks traded for him the first time around when he was a distressed asset also was at the end of his contract and so you are probably going to get even less in those deals because the team is willing to take on four years of this guy. Yeah. He's also in that, in that prime spot where he's only 29. So teams still like that. He's got a two in front of his name. They're not scared by that. Are you a degenerate gambler? Cause your dad taught you how to gamble on football at 10 years old. And then you grew up listening to Bill Simmons and Sal guess the lines every Sunday. Cause that's me. And I bet you there's a lot of you like that. So go to bet online, the fastest and easy way to bet on all your sports action. And right now, baseball season is in full swing, and there's 100 million games of those. So you can bet on a lot of baseball games, uh, and you can track all of your action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs. So baseball is in full swing. Uh, the Open is this week or last week, if you heard it, but there's a golf tournament every week. There's UFC. I'm sure you can bet on wrestling. There's all sorts of stuff you can bet on until football season starts up in a couple months. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs or start their seasons. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. An interesting name, before we get into the big three, uh, an interesting name that you guys wanted to trade as of yesterday's show was Alexander Barabanov. Yeah, I just the floor, I think, the floor is yours. I think he's never going to, he's like his... His value has never been higher. Right. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's the reason the why. The name of the game. Yeah. His best spot, like he, he played really well in the top six for the Sharks last year, but like his 
ideal spot in a lineup is probably on a third line. And so he's never going to hit this kind of production again, provided the Sharks are able to actually improve and get guys ahead of him who push him down. And so, I don't know, see if you can get like a third round pick or something from a silly GM. Yeah, especially like, I mean, he's on a one year, $1 million deal. If at the trade deadline, if he's had a pretty solid year and, you know, you're, he's he's eventually going to lose his job to uh, Robbins or, or Ozzy or one of these four, you know, 50,000 fours as you drafted. Why not just trade him at the deadline to a team that needs some more help in that middle six and where he could, and you know, you might be able to get a, a pretty solid asset for him. So I think, I think the biggest thing is that you don't, he needs to get off to a good start and then yes. trade him and yes. don't get fooled into signing him term for, yeah. mon- for money. Okay. Let's move on to the, the main of the main event mustard of this whole thing. Let's start with the, let's start with the gambler. We mm. want to fold him into another NHL franchise. Mm-hmm. We do not want to hold him on the current NHL franchise. He no. needs to be, the problem is he needs to be exposed to Seattle yeah. to meet the requirements with Nieto and, or is it just those two? Yeah, Nieto, Nieto would be the two they exposed. Nieto would be the two that are exposed. Donato is Dino, hanging out there too as an RFA, but yeah. But he doesn't, but he doesn't meet exposure requirements. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you can trade any of these, any any of Gambrell, LeBanc, or Shemek before the expansion draft because it would ruin the situation. Then you have to expose Darlene and yeah, or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, then you have to. So, Unless you gamble the, it to take Donato. After. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a big gamble. After the trade, let's say Gam- after the expansion draft, Gambrell is still a shark. What is a reasonable return? And he's there's no team limits because everybody can afford this one million dollar contract that he's going to be signing or whatever it is. Right, right. Oh man, it's like like he was a second rounder, clearly right. not living up to that. Would you take a fourth? I think yeah, with him for you, sure try to package him with one of your like fourth or fifth round pick, like your extra, your another pick to try to upgrade your three C position. Right. So if you're going to upgrade with a fourth round pick and Dylan Gambrell, that is the only thing. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. is like, that's not going to get you anything. That's just going to get you another Dylan Gambrell. Unless you find a <laughs> team that's cap strapped that needs to get off a contract type of thing. So where they still need a, they still need like a guy to can play. You know, third Tampa, or fourth line C. Tampa Bay, come on down. Yeah, but like if you know, yeah, Tampa, who's way over uh the cap right now, if you can, but then you're kind of in the same spot with the Sharks, where it's not like they have a b- lot of money to play with either, but still, like I think trying to maybe take advantage of a team that, that's in a little bit of a cap crunch and use that way whatever team you're working with, they're at least getting a player back. If you have to give up an asset as well, like an, as a, you know, a pick. I don't know just, if you have to do that though. You no. can probably just trade Dylan Gambrell for a pick, no? Yeah. So like uh, the Rangers traded Adam Gadet to, or sorry, Brennan Lemieux rather to the Kings for a fourth round pick. Perfect. Sign me up 3 million <laughs> times over again. Yeah. The same way that Eric wants to marry Nikolai Kinejov in the beaches of the Seychelles. <laughs> I would like to marry that trade. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. I'm looking at recent trades from the last deadline, and otherwise it's like you're swapping him for a non-prospect or another player of similar age who is also unlikely to make an impact. And it, 
And at that point, take the mystery box. Yeah, I think at this point, you're just trying to you're trying something. to turn Gambrell into something better than Gambrell. So you're not going to do that with an NHL player uh-huh. unless some weird something happens. So you just take a mid-round pick and, and carry on. Makes sense. Would you take would you take a sixth? Yeah, because then at least they wouldn't be playing Gambrell over another center that might be a little more exciting. What other center is my question? <laughs> Any of them? Uh, Alex no True? One. Yeah, play True. Well, Alex True is going to be your fourth line center. Shimolevsky. They're going to sign somebody. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I don't know. Maybe although the difference between a fourth and a sixth round pick is like zilch anyway. I would say the reason I was going to back up on my initial thing and say no is that like, I do think he'd be a good fourth line center in the yeah. sense that he probably has more speed and skill than a typical fourth line center. So he, he, if he has like some decent line mates, might be able to pot a goal or two here and there, or like do something on the pe- on the penalty. That, that's kill not that's again. not happening on San Jose. That's true. All right, yeah. Then trade him for six round pick. That's that's the thing. I think I think we've seen what Gambrell is, and he's not the answer at three C. And the Sharks don't need him to be a fourth liner, especially with a team. Where All right, Austin are. Watson also got a fourth round pick, and he's older. And has one more year on 1.5 million left. And a very bad person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so there's gotta be there's gotta be a world where Gambrell gets a fourth rounder. And is Austin Watson in good. Ottawa? Yeah. They should trade him to Ottawa. Kevin LeBanc to Ottawa. They'll they are giving out. Pierre Maguire is itching to give out some draft picks. But hey, I think I think setting reasonable, I think the point of this podcast is to set some reasonable expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, the biggest thing with people's teams they cheer for is they overrate their own prospects and think every other team will take their garbage. Yep. Not won't. that, not that Kevin LeBanc is, or not that any of the, who Freudian slip right there. Uh, not that Dylan Gambrell is garbage. I'm just saying he's clearly a fourth line player in the NHL. And as fans and stuff, we, we might tend to overrate that and think he could get a second or something like that. So reasonable expectation. I think a mid round pick is, is fair, right? Anything yes. more, anything more than a fourth is excellent work. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be, turn... be a cliche monster and say a tidy bit of business, which is my least favorite saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. If the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a novel way of saying it. Now everyone sort of says, everybody it, so. says we've it. had this conversation before on the podcast. That's fine. We can have it many, many times. until <laughs> people stop saying it. <sighs> All right. Anyway. Let's do this. Radam Shimek. Uh, they're gonna hold it. All right, Shimmick. Yeah, we're gonna save the best for last, buddy. It's a climax. It's like a movie. Shimmick's, uh same deal. Like if he doesn't get taken by Seattle, which I think he's right, the number right, one target right. right now. Uh I read a lot of Ryan Donato to the Shimmick. Ryan Donato. That would make no so. sense because San Jose is just gonna let I him walk the, and re- just the sign reason him on their own. You've heard Ryan Donato is because of stats nerds using goals above replacement and that sort of thing to yeah. evaluate who is most like they're trying to put together the best roster using what's yeah, available yeah. and using what's and so you're seeing Donato and they take that, out the cat they take out the, like the roster building aspect of it and stuff like that and if you'll notice when some of them and they're they're interesting to look at because it helps you give a better better understanding but like they have Mark Giordano going from Calgary which isn't going to happen IRL they're just using a model to do it so there's there's They've taken out some of the roster building nuance to it, which is, I think, why Donato's in there. But when you back up, I think Shimek is probably the number one Seattle target now. Yeah, it makes more sense, right? 
That is my, that is my. Especially if you look at like Vegas, because they just stockpiled on as many defensemen as they could. It didn't work though. It didn't they work. went to corner but... the market because they ended up getting guys like Jason Garrison and the Schlemdog Millionaire. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Schlemdog Millionaire. I was so mad when they took. Remember when they took Schlemko over Brendan Dillon? <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, that's bad. Eh? Oh, and I think Aaron Dell was the goalie, and everybody's like, oh, no, we're going to lose Aaron Dell. <laughs> anyway, what's a reasonable Radim Shimek trade? Like a late round pick, probably. You think he's got less value than Dylan Gambrell? So, Joel Edmondson was traded to the Canadiens before this season. He had no term left. Yep. So, it was his signing rights, and it was for a fifth round pick. Yeah, but that okay. So so Shimmick's not going to get less than that because he's got term and he's signed to what people would consider a team friendly deal. And we've true, seen Shimmick play top true, four minutes. True, he's okay, recovered. Okay. You can spin it as he's fully recovered from his knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he's reliable. I think the thing with Shimmick is that other teams are potentially going to see an NHL player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right. I think I think we can all agree he's at least on your bottom pair. Yes, yes. it's an NHL player and maybe with some top four appeal. Right yes. for what does he make? Two point two point two five. Yeah, for, for three three seasons. for three more years. And you know, GMs they love the he's responsible, the grit, all that. You know, he's gonna stick up for his team. He's only he's only twenty eight. Yep. Here we yeah. go. Eric Gustafson again was at the end at the end of his deal though. Yeah, he got traded for a seventh, third. Montreal gave up a third for Eric Gustafson. Sorry, this is before Montreal. Oh, okay. Flames acquired him. They gave Chicago a third-round pick, a, a conditional third, depending on um, which year that would pick was higher. They had two third-round picks, and it was conditional based on which one ended up being. Higher. So they got a third. They got a third-round pick for him, and he was making one point two million at the time. Would you take a third for Radim Shimek? Yes. Yeah, especially because <laughs> he was free. Yes, you're turning nothing into something. That would leave you with Vlasic, Ferraro. <laughs> oh, I guess Kanijov plays left. Kanijov, right? yeah. Right. They have an abundance of lefties. Yeah. Uh, every team. Abundance, an abundance. They had one extra. Sorry. They had every, one extra. We, every team has more lefties than righties. That's why everyone talks about right, right shot defensemen. Yes. So if they get rid of Shimek, that lets Vlasic, Ferraro, Kanijov play their proper hand, and then they just need to find a right D. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if there's any in the uh, very any good in the farm system. I don't know. Yeah. There may be uh, maybe one at that seventh pick as well, who Eric says might walk into the NHL next season. So, mm. oh, that it's would be happen. oh my god! Imagine they take Brant Clark and he just shows up and burns down training camp and is just in the NHL. Oh, I oh I want that. So Eric bad. would yeah, just Eric would be walking on a cloud for like two I have weeks. completed right now. Oh, that would be so sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think reasonable expectation for a Shimmick trade. Mid-round pick? Yeah. Yeah, Derek Forbort went for a conditional fourth. So I feel like it'll be something like that, like conditional third or fourth based on if he, if he if the team makes the playoffs or if he plays X amount of games or I don't know, something something weird like that. Remember when Doug, Doug Wilson traded Douglas Murray for like two seconds? Yeah, that was crazy. And also, didn't he trade a forward for two seconds? Patrick Marlowe? Or was that a third? Yeah, that was that was also a good one. Yeah, 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 that was that was a good one too. I mean, and then he yeah. just came back to, to the Sharks. What did right what did what did San Jose pay for uh, Roman Polak at the deadline? 
It was like a sec. It was like a second. They paid two twos basically and gave away Grossnick or whoever their backup was to get Reimer, Spalling, and Polak in two different deals. Yeah. Okay. So it was it wasn't a backup goal. It was Roman Polak and Nick Spalling for Rafi Torres and a 17 second and an 18 second. Well, and Rafi Reimer was and then Reimer was for something else. What was what was uh, James Reimer trade? Yeah, with Rafi Torres, he was dead, wasn't it? Also, to get his contract, contract too. Books. He was suspended and all that. James stuff. Reimer was acquired with Jeremy Moran for Alex Stalock, uh, Ben Smith, and a conditional fourth. I think I was at Reimer's first game. Congrats to you. Uh, <laughs> um, he was sick. Didn't he go like eight zero and one or something coming down the stretch? Yeah, he he was he was that was that was the best. I don't know why they didn't keep him the next year. I. Buddy, <laughs> <laughs> like the dude was great. I don't he know what he eight games. For. He played eight games. He won six, lost two. Uh, nine thirty-eight save percentage, one point six two goals against average. I don't know what he signed for, but it would be with Florida. I can look. I can look it up here. Um, man, probably what three if, million? What if, three million what's, what's the sliding doors effect if they if they sign James Ryman as the backup to? Oh. to uh, to uh Martin Jones. At least I don't seven know. cups. We have a we've yeah. won the cup every year. Yeah, Reimer, he signed for he signed with Florida for 3.4 million dollars for five years. Oh, that the term the term would have been tough. Term would have been tough. That was in 2016. He would have been uh 12, he would have been 28 at the time. It would have been tough so, for five years. Oh, that contract is the one that had just expired. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Well, it would have it doesn't matter about the term because he's still been pretty good and he's been better than Martin Jones. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Also, it's three point four million dollars. So who cares? Um, True. Let's get to let's get to the main event mustard here. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing number uh, makes and models now possible to find your local chain of auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why often endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like what type of Mustang do you have? And wait while the person behind the counter looks for parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is great because it can help you save time and money. Um, You can choose to spend up to 30, 50, and even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. So why do that? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have reliably low prices for every customer, and they have everything you need, including brakes, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So visit RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Kevin LeBanc. So the reason we're including him here, not because Eric was beating the drum. We know how much he wants to trade Kevin LeBanc uh, and how much he's been on the forefront of this, the final frontier. (laughs) It's because he was rumored at the deadline to be dangled out on the trade block. Fine. And then it's now resurfaced again that he's still on the trade block, along with Dylan Gambrell and Radham Schinner. So the thing with Kevin LeBanc, is we have to set realistic expectations or for what he's going to get. We can't just fantasy trade him for Matt Barzell. Right. I am the podcast then. Okay, bye, (laughs) Jimmy. Thank you. Please tell me how to use Odyssey. 
Um, what are exactly. they trying to do with the Kevin LeBanc trade? Exactly what Victor Arvidsson just got back, a second and a third. Do you think that's enough? I what's, do wait, not. what's the what's the Victor Arvidsson fancy numbers? I don't know Victor Arvidsson's fancy numbers, but his hockey man numbers are like identical to Kevin LeBanc's, and he's a couple years older than the bank. And he has a slightly cheaper contract. Yeah. So it's like a very, very close comparable. Would we be good with a second and a third? No. I think so. Okay, so what do you want? Continue on with yeah. You're the, you're the Kevin LeBanc guy. You're you're the Paul Heyman here. I think that that LeBanc's the whole thing, the whole like conceit is that LeBanc's fancy stats belie his hockey man stats and they're much better than his hockey man stats. And so the hockey man return, a couple of draft picks is not what he's worth. If you believe that he's worth closer to his like fancy stats, which is first line ish, maybe borderline first line, second line material. And he's only 25 then you want like a legit prospect and a first round pick or something like what else do what else do top line forwards go through or go for no 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 i'm not i'm not so that that's wrong that is what i would that is what i would want from him because that's what i think his true value is so what what are the sharks trying to do with a little trade they're just trading out a guy that isn't fitting in with what they want to do anymore because he's 25 three more years 4.725 are they just trying to find a different top six forward Here's here's an interesting comparable, which is less comparable, but the Anthony Mantha trade. So so the Red Wings kind of like that you called it the Anthony Mantha trade and not the Jack of Brana trade. I, the hockey true. man, that's the true. hockey man is growing inside. The of hockey me. man like is growing it. inside of me. Well, I I, started, I, started, I saw his name first. You're right. Well, I call it the Anthony Mantha trade because like it's clear that Iserman went to whoever the catch GM was and was like, eh, eh, any, any, whatever. So he snaked Jakob Brana out of them. Right. Which is crazy. And a first and a second round pick, like just like insane business that I don't think, think I don't think that's going to happen. Tidy. Jesus, more than tidy. (laughs) I don't think it's like OCD clean business. I don't think that that bitch is sterile. That would happen. But (laughs) here is what I would say. The Sharks are probably looking to do with the Kevin LeBanc trade. Jesus. Futures <laughs> futures and a good prospect don't make sense because Doug Wilson has not admitted to the teardown. But if you can turn Kevin LeBanc into a top into six Jack center, <laughs> sure, yeah, into a top six center, for example, yeah. because they're weak down the middle. Uh-huh. Bingo, bingo, you solve your 3C problem. You have heir parents, hopefully, maybe to like Couture. You just, you, you're all of a sudden, you're much more likely to compete if you have three good centers. And then the wings don't matter as much because you can play Bear Banov there instead of LeBanc, and it's not yeah. as big of a deal. So, like, the Red Wings wouldn't do this, but if you turn Kevin LeBanc into Dylan Larkin or something because Kevin LeBanc not a is a couple years younger. Right. That's an example of someone who I would be interested in. in I, I looked a while ago at guys who have, like, similar hockey man numbers as Kevin LeBanc, and not many of them are very enticing, but Dylan Larkin was. So that is what I think the Sharks are probably trying to do is turn him into a center. They're trying to turn him into a, a, a good center and something yes. else, but they're probably going to have to backtrack into something less than that. Yep. Probably. I do like JD's idea of trading him to Detroit. They have, and I think this is a scientific term, a shitload of cap space. And a bigger, more? 
a ton of draft picks too. Um, and they have nobody signed. And they why, no, they, why would they turn the bank into futures? They're, who? The Sharks. Because the they're going to be bad anyway. You might as well just stock yeah. up on stuff. But the bank is a reasonable age. Like yeah, but he's on the trade block. We're not. We're not arguing with the universe. Yeah, like that, we're, we're, this multiple is a sources. Thing. Okay, okay, okay. But but then the Titanic hit an iceberg. We're not trying to litigate if, how okay, big the iceberg no, you're right, was. You're right. You're the right. You're right. So, the Titanic. so he's he's on the trade block. He's on the trade yeah, block. Yeah, yeah, yes. We're but but Doug Wilson. Yeah. Okay. But okay. But then Doug Wilson is trying to make the playoffs next year or in two years. Why would he trade him for futures that aren't going to be around? That's not what we're doing here. That's then yeah. Why not? Just, is it, isn't the idea that he's on the trade block in real life? What would Doug Wilson try to do in real life? And why would he trade he's also, futures in real life? Doug Wilson's already come out and said we're going to, to require more draft picks for this draft. How do you do that? Not by trading one of your best forwards who's is under he? a good contract. <laughs> yeah. Yes! No, we've had this conversation. We're not going yes! down the Kevin LeBay conversation. Okay. But Fine. we're just trying to find trade partners for Kevin LeBanc. Yeah, and we're sure, trying to find sure. if like if, like, if they want to give up like, fantasy because we can't just fantasy trade him to Tampa. Tampa has no room. No, no, no. For I, agree, I, agree. I agree. I'm and but but I'm trying to find a team that maybe has a center sure. or like maybe a defenseman or something. Sure, sure. Can, like, I found a team a that has trade. draft picks because if it doesn't work out that he can't find Jakob Vrana. Sure. Yeah. So if they're if we're willing to trade like Jonathan Bregren, Bregren and a draft pick to. Sure. Or they just like, or sure. they have a billion draft picks. They have two so second rounders. I would, yeah. I, I would much rather take someone who might be on the verge of playing NHL minutes this coming season. If I'm Doug Wilson, yeah, you'll, than yeah. an additional draft pick. Sure, and Jonathan Bergeron in a second is sounds great. Yep. Yes, yeah, that sounds great. And Detroit is trying to be good. Like Raymond and Bergeron and Cider and stuff are going to be on the roster next year, and they have Eiserman has really pushed them into contending soon. They're going to be nasty. Yes. LeBanc is to be part of that. Yeah, you can't also just run out a bunch of 20-year-old kids there. You need to have some sort of an adult who's played a little bit as well, too. And uh, so, I mean, Kevin LeBanc. They have have Franz Nielsen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I think if Detroit is serious about maybe taking the next step, then you could give them LeBanc, right? Logically. LeBanc would help them. Sure, if they want, if they want, yes. Especially if Eiserman is like, I, I, I bow to the blobs. I want a guy who's probably undervalued to other hockey men, who's older, has experience, good in the power Rana play, thing. right? Is like it might be a good fit for Mantha or whatever. Or sorry, Larkin. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I, I think Detroit could be an option because it contract works. They have picks. They're on the upswing. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Another I, team. I think it only makes sense for the Sharks if they get someone, a prospect who's. Gonna step into the NHL this year, Jared McIsaac. I don't know that I like him, but sure. Well, he's a 21 year old defensive prospect. I mean, gotta gotta take a step. Yeah, I just don't know how good he is. I like Jonathan Jonathan Bergeron the best. Sure, but like everybody likes Jonathan Bergeron. He's sick. It's gonna be a tougher. He he wasn't until this last year, so he might be more of a a question mark than some of the other. Like, obviously, I'm not throwing Lucas Raymond out there because that's not gonna happen. But yeah, but uh, another team I like. Yeah. Ottawa. Yeah, get Josh Norris back. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it's a real closed loop situation. Yeah. Like swallowing your own load kind of deal. <laughs> you just get it, you just get it back. And you get Josh Norris back. Because that would be balls. They have to trade Norris. <laughs> no, yeah, you just continually go back and forth. But they have uh 28 million dollars in space. Yep. They don't have a ton of guys to sign. Uh, Dzingel, whatever, Anisimov, whatever, Amadio, whatever, Batherson, yes, 
Kachuk, yes. Uh, Mate, maybe or maybe not. Marcus Hogberg went back to Sweden. So they have guys, but adding a 25-year-old LeBanc to a 24-year-old Colin White, 27-year-old Connor Brown, 27-year-old Cobra, 22-year-old Josh Norris, 19-year-old Stutzla, 20-year-old Shane Pinto, 21-year-old Formanton, 24-year-old Shabbat, 25-year-old Zub, 21-year-old Jacob Bernard docker 21-year-old Eric Branstrom. Do you see where I'm going here? Yeah. yeah. How about uh, – I also like the Devils. Also, also, also Ottawa, before we move on to the Devils, Ottawa has some guys that you could probably – like they have Lassie Thompson or – Robbie Gerventi or Igor Sokolov. Like they have guys that they could probably throw in there as mm-hmm. Vitaly Abramov. Would you take a swing on Vitaly Abramov? Yeah, sure. Sure. I would take a swing on him, but I don't know if I'd do it with Kevin LeBanc. Well, you're getting Abramov and like a second, whatever. I, that's still a lot of, a lot of question marks. Um, I, I would do think, think about the most recent, um, Taylor Hall trade. It was a second in, in Anders Bjork, who's like not not. I, I'm not saying Anders Bjork in particular, but someone who has played some NHL time and who might have a little bit more of a ceiling than he does, and who's a little bit younger than LeBanc. If you can, so that's why I looked at the Devils. So they have Hisher and Hughes down the middle, so they're pretty set there. They've got a bunch of solid wingers, one of whom they're likely to lose during the expansion draft. They've got McLeod and Yanni Kuokinen, who both like and McLeod Shrangovich. and Shrangovich. And McLeod was a solid like defensive center this year. So if you can turn the bank into him in a draft pick or something, because they want another top six forward to replace the one they lost or to, or to compliment Hughes or his year, like that, I think is reasonable. And McLeod is like, at the very least, should be a competent defensive depth center and maybe a little bit more. And then if you get a draft pick on top of that, like not ideal, but that's something. So I don't, they're not maybe the only yeah. team, but that's a type of, that's a type of deal I would look for if I was, if I was going to do that. Someone who we know can play in the NHL, who's a little bit younger than LeBanc and who yeah. plays center. Another team. So I brought up they're they're a little bit tougher because they don't have like their prospect pool is not very good, but you know that they're, I think they're kind of big game hunting this year to try to kind of make a run again is the blues. So they're gonna they're gonna trade Tarasenko, right? They're oh, Mike Hoffman. Tarasenko for LeBanc, one for one. Yes, uh, deal. Um, they're gonna be like they're not gonna resign Hoffman. Um, so you know, like they have some quality center, like you know, Ryan O'Reilly. Like you're not gonna get Ryan O'Reilly or like anybody like that. Like they don't have a lot of the problem is they don't have a lot of like like what Good prospect players. are you gonna pry out from them? No. So. One. Yeah, Jake Neighbors, but he's a wait. You don't like Key and Washkarak, <laughs> my boy Hugh, Hugh McGing. <laughs> These are the real people. Wait, uh, what? That's a real person. Yeah, dude, look at the top of their oh, yeah, Hugh Hugh uh, Scott Perunovich is interesting because he won the Hobie Baker or Hobie Baker finalist or whatever. He's a 22 year old defenseman who was hurt last year, but I don't think they're getting rid of him because he's uh, their top. They don't have any other prospects. Yeah, oh, like, like, Clint, I would, I would honestly, give me, give me some Joel Hofer goalie. Mm. Oh, you want to try for a, a Gino? They they can't get goalies any other way. That's true. Why not try to certainly get can't evaluate yes. them? Right? Why not? Why not try for a mystery box between the pipes? <laughs> why not? This is why the only not? avenue they haven't done. Yeah, eight eight ninety eight in the AHL last year. 
Oh, maybe not. He was good in juniors. It's only 10 games. It's not. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but who, else, who else would be competing, like would want to add a piece like LeBanc where he's t- going to be 25 to 28 and will help push you over the edge? Minnesota? Yeah, wild, interesting. Uh, ooh, Especially if they lose Kaprizov to Mother Russia. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would be so funny if he comes for one year, wins a call there, then turns around and goes back home. He just takes it home. Thank you for my trophy. I'm done. That would <laughs> be so sick. Remember when he ejected? Was it Matt Nieto or Marcus Sorensen? Who did he eject off of his body? On oh the way yeah, to yeah. That against he, was, he was like dangling. Sorensen yeah. was draped over him. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, please get off of me. <laughs> and extricated himself at full speed. Like, that, um, that was amazing. Like, would you take Nico Sturm? Well, I guess he's an actual NHL player that they need. But that that's the type of guy I would go for. I, I haven't looked at Sturm in particular, but like that's a type of yeah, because they could sub in Matt Boldy, right? And then take a, take a Nico Sturm who's twenty, but he's twenty six, right? Yeah. So I try to go. I try to go a little bit younger, and they don't really have any no prospects again picks. Actually, what would be sick is if they got Capo Kakinen because he's an RFA. Yeah, but why do they do that? I don't. I don't know. Because they get the goalie exposure for things. He's, they have to expose one of Talbot or Kakbo Kakinen. And Talbot was sick last year. And this is the kind of thing that Bill Guerin might do is keep Talbot because they're a playoff team that pushed Vegas or Colorado to the edge. Keep Talbot. Try to make another push in the playoffs. And That's now you lose Kakbo Kakinen. Serious galaxy brain shit. No, it's not. What do you mean? They made the playoffs and are trying to build towards the playoffs more. Why not keep your goalie that was really good last year? Because he's 34 and he's not. But it doesn't good. matter. He, you're trying to win the cup. You're trying, yeah. You were in game seven against Vegas. Like, yeah. yeah so, it's not a Galaxy Brain. That's exactly how people think. And a team. Oh, that, yeah. No, no. I'm not saying your idea is Galaxy Brain. I'm saying that that, that is a thought process, is a Galaxy Brain. Yeah. You should obviously protect Capo Kakinen. Right. Because he's younger right. and right. going to be better. Yes. Also, yes. They, have a, they have a non roster player named Mitchell Chafee. Sick. Um, uh, is there any other teams that might be looking at Flo Rida Winnipeg? Oh, the Jets are so bad. Yeah, they but can I interest that. you? Can I interest you in they don't think that that's the thing? Can I interest you in Mason Appleton? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Sammy Niku is eminently available. That'd be that'd be fun. It's a right D. They don't want him. He's 24. Uh, One more year. Uh, and then he's, he's an old, RFA. He's an old boy. No, oh, he's not. He's 24. It's old boy. <laughs> but Kevin LeBanc is still. <laughs> he's born. He's born in October, Eric. Oh, there you go. He's Ooh, good in that case. <laughs> well, Kevin LeBanc has at least like played four years in the NHL, whereas Miku can't even make a shit team. But that's to be fair. That's more Pomo and Chevrolet. Certainly, certainly, there's that. <laughs> but also, like you know, at some point you run into Ryan Donato again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ryan Donato got chances. He did not. Anyway, Christian Veselainen. Anyway, I would, I would, yeah. I would, so there's some, so basically we, I don't, we're not going to go through all the teams, but I would look ideally to turn them into a center of a caliber that is at least NHL floor that we know already. Maybe he's a little bit younger, even if he doesn't have upside, has some more room to grow and a draft pick because I think Kevin LeBanks hockey man counting stats profile doesn't do him the same justice that his analytical profile does. And so it's very likely that the sharks will lose a trade with him, but this is the way that I could see them at least getting a little bit closer to the bank's value via trade. And barring that you go to a team like Detroit or Ottawa and wrangle out a bunch of picks. Yes. 
cool. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with a fun little episode about our dear friend, Martin Jones. You can find us on Twitter at Locked on Sharks. DM us whatever you want. We don't care. You can email us whatever you want at LockedOnSharks at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Facebook or Instagram where we're putting up all of our stuff there. Uh, JD's checking it all, so we're good there. Locked on Sharks. Losing my train of thought. I'm tired. JD's at my Fryhole. Eric's at Foulball15. Kyle's at Kyle Demetrius. And I'm going to go munch some ice. Until tomorrow. <laughs> Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.